Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I think the best fit's always to, to win ball games. I mean, that's all I want to do is win. And uh, wherever that is, wherever they decide I need to be, that's where I'm going to be doing it. That was White Sox reliever Craig Kimbrell. Robbie Makloff with you on the score for another hour on this Thursday evening. I want to talk some baseball, some Cubs, some Sox with you at 312-644-6767. Coming up in just a few minutes, but joining me right now to talk about the Cubs, the Sox, Major League Baseball, as he does as baseball analyst for WSCR and the Marquee Sports Network. Also pleasure to welcome in Bruce Levine on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Bruce, how are you this evening, sir? I'm doing great, Rami. Uh, pleasure being with you, and a, and a real pleasure seeing fans in the stands and baseball being played again, even though it took until March 17th to uh, get this thing done. Uh, it's, it was just a, a joy for everybody that loves the game of baseball to see it back, and uh, nobody seemed to really care that uh, most of the starting players that you're going to see during the season for both the White Sox and Cubs were mostly not in those games, both at Camelback Ranch and at Sloan Park. Yeah, I'm very jealous of you, Bruce. I'm very jealous of you that you were sitting in what I assume just bathed in sunshine and watching baseball today, live action baseball in, in a stadium full of people. I am privileged. You are correct. And that's why I, I tried to be a reporter for all these years, because as a kid, they asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, I want to go to baseball games. And my my fourth grade teacher said, well, you better study and, and you better and you better look at all the sports magazines and everything you can read about the game and uh, get to know people, because if you want to go to games for free, uh, the only way you can do that is be a journalist. So uh, I, I, in a roundabout way, I listened to that teacher. You know what, Bruce? Just paint the full picture since you're reporting. What's, going, what's, what's the weather like? And what was the weather like in Arizona today? I, I never talk, Rami, I never talk about the weather when I'm in Arizona. <laughs> I know it was a nice day in Chicago, so I felt good about that. It was. It was I'm pretty, a Chicagoan. It was, it was pretty nice I'm a around Chicagoan. here today. I guess, I guess, okay. I guess we I'm can't complain. Rami, I'm a Chicagoan. My daughter lives in Chicago. All my friends and family live in Chicago. When I'm away, I'm a privileged character who never rubs other people's nose into the fact that it's good weather. And when Chicago has good weather, I feel good about it. This has been a paid public announcement. Well, well, well let's get into the baseball of it. You heard Craig Kimbrell there coming out of the break. That was him being asked uh, about the, the possibility of him being traded. He said he just, he just wants to go somewhere 
where he can win. Are you are you surprised that hasn't happened yet, Bruce? I feel like that's that's an assumption that everybody kind of jumped to almost as soon as the White Sox season ended that Craig Kimbrell would be headed elsewhere and and still still in the White Sox uniform. Well, Rami, uh, you know, we had a late start to free agency, right? It's only sure. been a week now. Uh, and on top of that, uh, people are still figuring out what their payrolls are going to be and how much money they're going to have left after they pay their own players uh, through arbitration, which had to be figured out. And now uh, all these free agent deals that are happening every single day, uh, the Cubs are going to have announced two or three more pitchers, you know, uh, over every day it's like they're signing more more people and uh, it's going to continue on the reality is is that uh craig, craig kimbrell is owed 16 million dollars craig kimbrell is coming off of a lousy second half where he was asked to be a setup man after the first half where he was probably the most dominant closer in baseball mm-hmm. and uh there's going to there's going to be some pause on um teams parts as to when to add a dominant closer, how much to pay for the dominant closer, and whether or not the, the White Sox will be pushed to eat uh, certain portions of that uh, $16 million, depending on what they get in return for Craig Kimbrell. Do you think that the, uh, the, the, the trade haul that they'll get for Craig Kimbrell will be, because you, like you said, he did, he did struggle in the second half last year, but... The, the moment I heard the, the trade chatter about Craig Kimball, and like I said, almost as soon as the season ended, I was like, why? Can you ever have too many good relievers? Be, because despite the struggles, that's still one of the best relievers that's that's ever walked onto a mound in Major League Baseball, Bruce. It's true, but, you know, uh, for some of these guys getting their head around not being the man, and this he was on a Hall of Fame track, most people think he's already a Hall of Famer for what he's accomplished. And to uh, take a subservient role when you still think that you have elite stuff and proved that you had elite stuff in the first half or first four months with the Cubs, uh, it was it was a huge step backwards for him. And don't forget he struggled with the Cubs when he first came over there after he signed uh, in the middle of a season, I think right. it was in 2019, really struggled and, uh, and, and really struggled. Uh, what wasn't very effective 2020 uh, for the 60 game abbreviated season, he was not the closer. I mean, he, he was a setup man because he had lost, he had lost uh, the, the belief in himself and the Cubs belief. And he built himself up in that second half of 2020 came out of the shoot in 21. He was the best, best uh, closer in baseball again. So there is some pause when you go after a 32 or 33 year old uh, closer who's got a lot of miles on him and was both the, the best, the best closer in baseball in 2021 and one of the worst setup men in baseball in the same year. Talking with Bruce Levine, MLB analyst for WSCR, The Score, and Marquee Sports Network. It seems like every other tweet on my timeline, Bruce is. Folks wondering if, if Rick Hahn is, is asleep at the wheel. Are you surprised he hasn't made a move yet to, to bolster this offense? We've seen some moves, the, the Joe Kellys of the world, and some other, some other moves to, to fill spots on the roster, but not, not the big splash that I think some White Sox fans were hoping for with a team that they, they see as, as poised to contend and maybe needing just one more piece. Uh, the one more piece I think that he thinks and that I think is a, uh, is a stud 
starting pitcher. Okay, and there's two of them with Oakland. Uh, one is named Manaya, the other is named Montas, and Montas was with the White Sox in the uh, before he was traded away to the Dodgers uh, about four or five years ago. Uh, that I, I believe that's the piece they need. They need somebody to replace Carlos Rodon. Uh, Michael Kopech will do well as a starting pitcher, but I don't think he's going to be able to supply the innings all the way through the year after only throwing 69 innings last year. I don't think they're going to let him throw more than 130 innings. So they need another starting pitcher. And Manaya is an outstanding left-hander. Montas is an outstanding right-hander. I think there's a trade to be made. I think the White Sox are looking at that. Think about the offense as you brought brought up, uh, Rami. Uh, a lot of people think they need more offense. And if you analyze it correctly, I think you will see and remember that the White Sox got by for four months without Luis Robert and without yep. uh, with, 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 and with, without uh, left fielder. Uh, and, and these are two, you know, Jimenez certainly didn't show what he was like in 2020 and before that uh, coming back from the injury. But uh, Robert uh, has a chance to be a most valuable player numerous times in, in Major League Baseball. That's how good he is, and that's how great I think he has the potential to be. Okay, uh, I think he's a he's a mark he's a he's a uh, a, a trout type of a player, and having them from the get go, I think solves a lot of the needs that they have offensively. They're not going to need Mercedes to have an insane month like he had in April last year, helping carry the team offensively because you have these two studs with you from the beginning. I'm not saying guys won't get hurt again and they won't need fortification, but I think Sheets and uh, Vaughn are going to be perfectly fine uh, in right field for the Chicago White Sox. And don't you think Bruce, and I did want to ask you a few Cubs questions, but before, before we do with, with the expansion of the playoffs, and and don't you think that changes how some front offices operate? That if you're if you're in the playoff picture heading into the season, then then maybe you just stand pat and see where you are at the trade deadline because six teams are going to make it and you feel pretty good about your chances. So why not just wait and see what holes you have to address come July 31st or whatever? Yeah, the deadline I, is I mean I think I think you're right. Uh, I think there are some borderline teams even in the uh, in the uh, White Sox division. Uh, Detroit certainly has loaded up with some talented players and they have a talented young pitching core coming along and Kansas city is not that far off. Uh, and they go out, you know, and, and they get a veteran pitcher that uh, was a star for them, you know, six or seven years ago. So, uh, I, I think, I think you're right that uh, people will, will be laying out there and, and kind of waiting. Um, maybe, maybe 81 games gets you in as the sixth playoff team in each league, uh, now. So uh, from that perspective, yeah, I, I think people don't want to spend all of their money from their payroll uh, at the beginning of the year. I think they want to slow play it a little bit. But we're not seeing a lot of slow playing because teams have to fill out their rosters right now. But uh, uh, making big deals and uh, considering that uh, toward the end of the year, yeah, maybe you'll see some smaller market teams uh, that are in the hunt uh, go after it and try to get that sixth spot. With the Cubs and, and with Seiya Suzuki, first of all, am I saying his name right? That's the first question I have about 
Okay, Close good. Enough. Do you know? Do you have you talked to, to to enough people that you have a pretty good idea of what what kind of player? Obviously, we haven't seen a lot of him, having played his entire career in Japan to this point. Do you have a comp? What kind of player are we getting with Seiya Suzuki? Well, you know, I asked about the body type. Uh, some of the Japanese media that I've been friends with for many, many years mm-hmm. started to filter into camp uh, yesterday as soon as the announcement was made that uh, the tri- that he was signing a five-year deal. And uh, and they are a great resource for, for knowledge because they, they know the players in their own country uh, almost as well as they know the American players that they cover here. And uh, they say, uh, I asked about the body type. And they said that he has a very strong American type body type, and and why I asked that it's, you know, um, if if you if you look at uh, Hideki Matsui, who was the most successful uh, Japanese position player outside of Ichiro, who was the greatest uh, Japanese player ever, and maybe no one will ever be as good as him. Um, he had a strong bottom part, so so the. A lot of the Japanese uh, players don't have uh, the same type of body types as American players. And in this case, they say he does have an American type of uh, lower body. Uh, that gives me some thought that uh, that power from him is going to hold up in American ballparks where the fences are 15 to 20 feet longer and where they play uh, 22 more games. You know, So th- this, is, this has uh, been something that... You know, I've analyzed, a lot of people have analyzed over the years, the fact that uh, he might be the next Matsui, the guy, the power hitter that comes from Japan and hits 30 to 40 home runs every year. And that's, I think that's what the Cubs are thinking. Uh, Not only that, but a gold glove right fielder with a great arm. Uh, You know, concessions have to be made for guys like Jason Hayward, who I wrote about today on our website at 670thescore.com, saying, yes, I will move to center field. Yes, I will do whatever it takes to uh, accommodate this great player coming over because I believe in the Chicago Cubs and I believe in the front office. And if they ask me to play center, that's where I'm going to play. And and I saw those comments by Jason Hayward. And I, I love I love Jason Hayward, the dude, and, and, I, and I appreciate the ball player that he's been. So I don't I don't I don't want to ask this question to, to knock the guy, but he's saying he's ready to play center field. Should should Bruce, should he be ready to maybe not be out on the field as much as yeah. he's as much as he's been used to. It's a very fair question uh, because he had a, he had a, a bad year last year, and uh, at age 33 that he'll play at uh, starting in August this year. Um, you know the question is has he lost you know some of his ability or will that inconsistency that he's had over the past five years continue to the point where the Cubs say you know what. Uh, You'll, you'll have to be a platoon player or you'll have to be a bench player. I, I can tell you this, as you said, he's such a major dude, as you put it, that he'll do whatever they tell him to do. And he's such a great team player, he'll do it. Some people will say, yeah, well, of course, he's making $22 million a year. Believe me, there's a lot of guys who aren't exactly the same players as they were before that are uh, dragging their way through uh, teams and, and don't have uh, a a pinky finger of the integrity that uh, Jason Hayward has coming out there and trying to win with his team every day. So um, it's a very fair question. And he, yes, he will have to be ready for less playing time because uh, they might find a better center fielder. They might find somebody that out hits him. And I don't think David Ross 
is going to uh, uh, campaign for having um, Hayward play if he can't carry the weight. Are they in on Carlos Correa, or should I give up on that, Bruce? I think they've always been in on Carlos Correa, but not to the point of what uh, is wanted by Scott Boros and the player, and that is they have never been a 10-year, $325 million in. I think they've been a six-year in on this guy. And the reason is is that uh, many people believe that this guy is the, a, a tremendous talent, should be paid a lot of money, but that the the chronic bash, back issues that he's had in his career would not be a smart way to spend your money, uh, not knowing if you're going to get full value out of five years, let alone 10 years. I mean, ten, tell me how many 10-year contracts have worked out. Uh, right. You know, you, you're paying for maybe five or six of his uh, best years, but with, with, a, with a back issue on top of it, I don't see him getting those ten years other anywhere than maybe maybe in Houston, where we're hearing that they're trying to rework something for him. I don't think there's a ten-year deal out there for him right now. Do you have an idea of what the timeline is here for the Cubs? Because when they when they blew it all up last year and traded Rizzo and Bryant and Baez, I think Cubs fans thought, "Oh boy, here we go again. We're in for a long slog of another." four or five year rebuild, but then they go and they make the Stroman signing and now they make the Suzuki signing and it's Mm -hmm. not enough to, to get Cubs fans up on their feet and thinking world series again, but I think it does sort of perk them up and go, okay, what's, what's going on here and exactly how far out are we? It's a great question. I can't answer that. All I can tell you is I'm sitting there around me with you and the fans and saying, is Wilson Contreras going to go in a big deal that, that nets four players and, and one or two of them is ready to play in the major leagues right now. Uh, there's only one year left in his contract. But, you know, you, I've been hearing rumblings about San Diego and the Yankees uh, being very interested in Wilson Contreras. Uh, you know, you, you've gotten to this point with Wilson Contreras without signing him to a contract. That's not good news. Uh, unless there's something done here over the next few weeks, uh, you know, does, does Wilson Contreras become the, the, the next version of Baez Rizzo and Brian and uh, you know is he better with you or are you better without him Uh, so I think there's trades that the Chicago Cubs will try to make here and I think you know bringing in uh, some pitching you know that's really where they're going right now they want to become a pitching oriented uh, franchise and, and have solid pitching I think that's the key young pitching coming back Maybe a young catcher coming back to help out with Jan Gomes. But now, these are all possibilities here as you look at the Cubs in 2022. That's Bruce Levine, covers Major League Baseball, the Cubs, the Sox, for us here at The Score and Marquee Sports Network. And my guest for the last few minutes here on The Score on a Thursday night. Always appreciate it, Bruce. Thank you so much for the time and the insight. Always a pleasure. Call anytime. Appreciate it. And he joins me on The Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. I want to talk to Cubs fans and Sox fans because I am strangely okay with what both these organizations are doing and how they're operating. And I want to know if you are. 312-644-6767. And I'll talk with you right after this on The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station.
I was pumped for him. I mean, I sent him all congratulatory texts as long as well as Chafin. You know, I know we had win a World Series and I wasn't, didn't play with Chafin, but like when guys signed that were here, I, you know, you root for other players and to see what KB got, he seems just from his text back, he's pretty excited. Schwarbs and Riz and, you know, just I, those guys are like family. And so when you get to see them, you know, be set for, you know, don't have to worry about money anymore. Uh, that's a good thing. Cubs manager David Ross talking about his former teammates, his former players, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, and the rest signing elsewhere with MLB free agency in full swing and really, really exciting and moving and shaking. As, as well as I've seen in Major League Baseball in a long, long time. And I wish that was the norm every offseason, but I'm just going to enjoy this now while we got it. Even though the NFL continues to outshine Major League Baseball and everybody else, the latest is that Carolina has been informed they're out on Deshaun Watson, so now it's the Falcons and it's the Saints. But when when it comes to the, the Chicago Cubs and, and the White Sox, really, and I want to hear from you at 312 is how you can give me a call or get in on the Rosen Hyundai text line. You can tweet the show at 670 the score at Rami, R-A-M-I-E is tweeting. I see and hear a lot of belly aching, a lot of complaining that both those teams aren't doing enough. And quite frankly, I I think both fan bases should should be good with, with what their organizations are doing right now. I'll, I'll start with the Cubs. And I, I'm hoping they are in on Carlos Correa because I, I, I think that guy is, is, a, is an organization changer in terms of, of what he does. If, if you can bring him into the fold, I agree with what Bruce was just saying. I don't know if I want to give him one of those tenure deals because those never work out. But if you can get Carlos Correa on a five, six, seven year deal, and you don't have to eat a bunch of bad money at the back end for a guy who's not worth it anymore, I'd be all about that. But if if they don't get Carlos Correa, and Seiya Suzuki and Marcus Stroman are the big additions for the Cubs this offseason, I'm okay with that. Now, I didn't want the teardown of a year ago. I didn't think that that was necessary. I thought maybe you needed to, to trade one or two of those guys and hit reset, reset rather than blowing the whole thing up. But th- there was a case to be made that that needed to be done, a baseball case, not just a money or a financial case to say the Ricketts were cheap. There was a case to be made that that was the right move. And whether or not it was, we're here now, okay? And, and, and I'm, I'm going to keep being a Cubs fan, and I'm sure if you're listening to me right now, you're going to keep being a Cubs fan. So we're here now, and there's going to be some growing pains. We're going to have to go through some struggles to hopefully get back where this team was in 2016. And I, I for one, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And that includes the Ricketts, because they've put in the money to, to, to run a successful organization. And I'm going to give this front office the benefit of the doubt that they're making smart moves, that they're going to, they're going to sign and trade for the right guys at the right time. I don't want, I don't want the Cubs... And if, no matter, if I'm a baseball fan, no matter what organization we're talking about, I don't want free agent moves just for the sake of free agent moves. Free agency in baseball is... A, now, follow me here. 
And just a quick disclaimer, if you're listening to me and you're in a happy marriage, this doesn't apply to you. I'd hate to be the reason you start questioning or doubting anything, all right? So this doesn't apply to you. I'm sure you're great, right? But free agency in baseball is kind of like is kind of like marriage in that a lot of relationship experts will tell you that the reason divorce rates are so high is because people are so in love with the idea of love and marriage that they see things in people that aren't there. And then they rush into something and then they turn around and they're like, oh my God, this is not the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. Free agency in baseball is a lot like that, especially with fans, but organizations do that too. We're so infatuated with the idea of free agency and going out and signing this player that's just going to change the fortunes of your organization single-handedly. And it often doesn't work out that way and you just end up with an albatross of a contract. I don't want the Cubs to go and sign guys just to sign guys. I want them to sign the right guys at the right time. And I know that that might be a process. I know that might mean not really being a contender for anything to speak of this year. But if I have to wait one or two or three years to do this thing prudently and and build something that's sustainable and long-lasting and even better and more sustainable and long-lasting than the last go-round, where, and I'm not one to complain about just one World Series, but I think we all look at that and we go, that could have that possibly been more if it was handled differently. Cubs jumped into some, some knee-jerk free agent signings over that time that they, quite frankly, paid for in the end when, 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 when you had to pay the piper and, and you had to pay some guys And the money wasn't there because every business operates with a budget. And part of the reason the money wasn't there is because there were some bad decisions made. So I'm good with the way that the Cubs are operating right now. I like the Seiya Suzuki. I like the Marcus Stroman. And if you can get Carlos Correa on something reasonable, go ahead and do it and great. So I'm good with how the Cubs are operating. How about you, 312-644-6767? And if you're a Sox fan, you should be happy too. And, and, and Bruce hit right on the point that I was going to make when talking about the White Sox, which is this. Everybody wants another bat, and it was the offense that, that was a concern for the White Sox for much of last year, and it ultimately was what ended their season in the playoffs. What was it, two whole games that they went without scoring a run against the Astros in that series? It wasn't good. It wasn't good. But first of all, that just happens often in the postseason because baseball is weird and wacky and random, and especially the postseason, offenses go cold. And also you're facing the best rotations in baseball because that's who makes it to the postseason. So that happens, and it doesn't necessarily mean that your offense is broken and no good and needs an overhaul or needs major additions to be fixed. Sometimes it just happens. But also... The White Sox were without two of their best bats for most of last year and had guys who were going in and out of the lineup because of injuries all last year. Major players for them. And you can never count on health, but what happened to the White Sox last year injury-wise was kind of freakish when you look at it. And you would think that they have better health this year and... And I was saying similar things about the Brewers on my afternoon show on 1250 AM, The Fan, uh, earlier this week. 
when it comes to free agency and adding players and spending money. The landscape has changed. The landscape has changed in Major League Baseball. And this is one of the things that I didn't like about the expanded playoffs. But this is where we are and this is the landscape that the White Sox and everybody else is competing in now. Which is that it de-incentivizes teams to necessarily compete in the offseason if you're already in the playoff picture. With six teams making it from the American League and six teams making it from the National League, if you know you're in the playoff picture and you have a couple of guys who have question marks hanging over their heads, like a Luis Robert, like an Eloy Jimenez and their injuries of last year and everybody else that was in and out of the lineup last year, guys that could go, that could go one way and be great or go another way and maybe not help or contribute in a lot of ways. When, when, you, have, when you have two or three guys like that on your roster, but you know that you're going to be in the playoff picture, why not wait it out? Why not wait it out? And I don't like that because one of my favorite things in sports, and this is what makes the NFL so good at being good, is the, is, is the drama and is the chaos and is the action off the field of all the transactions that go on. And I, I think that expanding the playoffs further de-incentivizes teams from doing that and probably makes off-seasons even more grueling and slow-moving and slogging in the future, despite what we're seeing right now. But it also kind of makes sense. You don't like it as a fan, but it also kind of makes sense for the White Sox to kind of sit back right now and go, okay, maybe we stay healthy. And maybe Luis Robert is an MVP type of candidate. Maybe Eloy Jimenez can stay healthy, and he's an MVP type of candidate. And, and maybe that's all the offense that we need. And maybe whatever assets that we would be spending right now in a trade or added payroll, maybe it'd be wiser to put that somewhere else on the roster once the trade deadline rolls around. I know you don't like to hear that. You want them to put a World Series team on paper for opening day. But with the way that things are structured right now and with what Major League Baseball did with the postseason, it's, it's a prudent way to act in my eyes. And like I said, I'm good with how the Cubs are, are operating right now and I'm good with how the White Sox are operating right now. Two organizations in two very different places, but for where they are and what they're trying to do, I think both making wise decisions here of late. How about you? You good with how the Sox are operating? You good with how the Cubs are operating? 312-644-6767 is how you can get in with me on the phones, on the Rosen Hyundai text line. You can also tweet the show at 670, the score at Rami, R-A-M-I-E is tweeting and more, more action in the NFL and Maybe talk some bowls before I get out of here at 9 o'clock with you here on The Score on a Thursday night. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. It's one of those rare cases where I haven't seen them play a lot, right? Um, you know, whoever it is coming. And so in Suzuki, you hear we sign somebody, here's a great player, and I, you know, I, I trust their, you know, their, their judgment on that. They're going to make their moves, but it's just a, you know, a unique situation where we can't say I've seen them play in the American League, seen them play in the National League. So just looking forward to seeing them work whenever it gets here. There's Cubs outfielder Jason Hayward talking about the signing of Seiya Suzuki by the Chicago Cubs. Rami Makhlouf with you for a few more minutes here on the score. And uh, want to talk with Cubs and White Sox fans 
I think how both teams are operating here post lockout is is okay with me. I, th- I think both are doing exactly what what they should be doing for where the two organizations are at. Three one two six four four six seven six seven. Tell me if you feel the same way. Just real quick check on the uh, NCAA tournament scoreboard. Big upset. Number fifteen St. Peter's knocks off Kentucky, eighty five to seventy nine. That was the second upset of the day. Earlier today, 12 seed Richmond took down Iowa 67 to 53. And right now, with nine seconds left, the eight seed San Diego State and the nine seed Creighton in the Midwest region tied at 62 apiece. So brackets busting and things happening here in March in college basketball. Let's go out to I 80 and check in with Jude. Jude, you're on the score. What you got? Chet Hoyer is lying. He says that the Cubs can compete now and win later. This team is not going to compete. This this team has nothing. A Japanese guy, Patrick Wisdom, and Swindell as the big bats, they're going to win something? No. No. When Theo came in, he said they're going to rebuild for a while, and they rebuilt. When Chet Hoyer tells me they're going to win now and win later, I don't believe him in either case because they're certainly not going to win now. See, I think – thanks for the call. I appreciate it, Jude. I get that sentiment, and I and I, I can see how you'd look at it like that. I think what Jed Hoyer is saying is that they're, 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 they're going to do everything that they can to compete right now without, without – they're going to put the gas pedal – they're going to push the gas pedal down without doing it so hard that they blow out the engine. All right? And I said before – since I'm on, I'm on a roll of analogies here. I said in the last segment that free agency is kind of, is is in mar- is like marriage in some cases, where people are so infatuated with the idea of being in love and being married that they rush into things only to realize it's not the right person. My producer Brian Callahan had the perfect example during the break of a bad marriage like that for the Chicago Cubs, and it was Alfonso Soriano. I I know you you guys want this thing to be microwave fast in getting the Cubs back to being relevant and contending. And 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 you'd be happy with, with any big splash, big name free agent. Even if it was a 10-year deal for Carlos Correa, just like they gave to Alf- Alfonso Soriano. And I'm telling you right now, that sets you back more than 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 it than it helps you in the big picture. I love Jason Hayward, man, but part of the reason that the Cubs had to move on from the era that they just had to move on from is because they had contracts like Jason Hayward's that they were stuck with. And yes, the Ricketts are billionaires. And yes, they probably could have spent more to keep the Rizzo's, Bryant's, and Baez's of the world if they really wanted to. But the reality is every business operates with a budget. And when you have bad contracts on the budget, you have to make up for it elsewhere. And you have to make painful decisions. And again, there were baseball reasons to move on from that particular era. I'm not here to just sign free agents to just sign free agents. And I, I don't want the Cubs doing that either. There hasn't been anybody who's come off the board in free agency where I looked at them and, and the money that was spent on them and thought, that's something the Cubs could have or should have done. Not one. We'll see what the Carlos Correa deal ends up being. I'm good with the Seiya Suzuki moves for now. And I'm not saying Seiya Suzuki is going to be, you know, the cornerstone of this franchise, the centerpiece in a lineup by any means. I'm saying add some pieces now. Add some pieces a couple months from now. Add, and then 
Maybe by next offseason, we see what the complete picture looks like. And I'm okay with that. Let's go to St. Charles and Adam. You're on 670 The Score. What's up, Adam? Hey, what's up, Rami? Uh, love the last point you made, man. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm a diehard Sox fan. I have no problem with what they're doing. They're going to win that division by probably 10 games plus. Wait till the trade deadline and see what they're going to need. As far as the Cubs go, man, like, yeah, the Correa contract, I don't see much difference between that and the Jason Hayward contract. They're, the reason you don't have Baez and the reason you don't have Brian and Rizzo right now is because of the Hayward contract because they overreached on that. And to me, the Correa contract is the exact same thing. You're going to give a guy probably more or as much money as Bryant got, and he's older. He hasn't won an MVP. He's going to bat you 271. He's going to hit 35 homers. But that's not going to get you any closer to where you guys need to be. I also disagree with Jude, the last caller, that win now, whatever. They don't play in a great division with the with the amount of, with the moves that they've made right now. There's who says they can't win that division right now? You don't need to add Carlos Correa. You need to make smart moves with the right money, and I don't think Carlos Correa is, is anywhere near what the Cubs need because you're going to be paying a lot of money that could be used elsewhere for a guy that you're, you're paying him for what he's already done and not what he's going to do. If they Thanks, can buddy. get him on a five- or a six-year deal, I'll, I'll pay top dollar on a five- or six-year deal. Thanks for the call, Adam. I do buddy. that. I think, I think Carlos Correa is a really, really good player, and like I said, a guy who almost changes an organization when he walks through the door. I just don't want to be stuck, and he, and he has had back problems, but mostly I just don't want to be stuck with that guy years down the road when he's not worth that deal anymore. And then we're sitting here pissed off that they blew up another great, great team because, because they were, they were cash-strapped. I don't want to go through that again. And I don't want them to just be making moves just to be making moves. That doesn't make... A whole lot of sense to me. By the way, Creighton and San Diego State now go to uh, overtime, still tied at 62 points apiece. We got a text here on the Rosen Hyundai text line from the 219 when we were talking about Jason Hayward a little while ago. It says Jason will be just fine if he can get that elbow off his rib cage. He choked himself with his swing, get the arms away from the body. I love guy who's giving professional baseball players. <laughs> hitting tips from, <laughs> from his house. <laughs> and, it's, and it's the simplest stuff, too. It's the easiest. He just needs to get that elbow off his rib cage. Just get those arms out there, Jason. Like, th- this guy noticed it from his couch. How do you not know that? How, how's no hitting coach? How's David Ross, nobody in the, in the Cubs video department? Nobody's picked up on getting his elbow off his rib cage and the fact that he's choking himself? Come on. From, this is from Northwest Indiana. They noticed that from the 219. <laughs> that's How do you incredible. not see that? Are people not seeing this, Brian? Oh, man. That's, uh, that <laughs> is something else. Like, this, get this guy to Arizona right now. Right He's going to fix everything. Get him on the staff, man. He just fixed Jason Hayward on, on the Rosen Hyundai text line. Imagine what he could do if he was in the building. One more call. It's uh, going to be Brad and I-55 before I wrap this thing up. What's up, Brad? Hey, what's going on? You. Hey, I loved you in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Thank uh, you. Appreciate it. That's, that's not what I was calling for. Um, the, the Cubs, they're doing fine. Uh, if you look at all, if Rizzo, Brian, uh, Baez, Schwarber, they all signed for less than what they were offered. Uh, they went out and got Saya, and they got Stroman. 
I mean, what they're actually piecing together a sneaky, decent team, which is fine with me. I'm, I'm a diehard Cubs fan. Uh, I'm, I'm so sick and tired of everybody saying that Ricketts won't spend the last since 2015. They're, if not the top 10, top five in payroll every single year. Yeah. I'm just so sick and tired of hearing it. And the White Sox, I, I actually have nothing bad to say about them other than their manager. Um, I actually talked to a, one of my best friends today. And he, he, he told me, he said, I would trade a Brayu. And I said, well, what, you know, what would you want? And basically, we, we got down to it. And he said, you know, a, a good starting pitcher. And he even said, you know, if you have to attach Andrew Vaughn for another proven starting pitcher to go with the Brayu because he's he's in love with uh, Sheets. So, you know, hmm. whatever. I mean, diehard Cubs fan, I hate the Sox, but I respect them, except for TLR. And, uh, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at, too. And I, I don't hate the Sox at all, but I, I actually really love, I really like this group of guys. This Sox team is easy to root for, except for, yeah, Tony Russo. He's not, not the most likable of fellas at all. My thanks to Cam Ellis, who covers the Bears for the score. He joined me earlier and talked about the Bears and this Devontae Adams craziness. Also, Bruce Levine. MLB analyst for us here at The Score and the Marquee Sports Network. If you missed either of those, check out 670thescore.com or your Odyssey app. My thanks to Brian Callahan on the other side of the glass, and thanks to all of you for listening and contributing. Rami Makhlouf with you on The Score on a Thursday evening, and I'll talk to you again soon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.